Is it black gold? Is it Texas tea? No, it's gardener's tea. It's compost. It's compost tea. It's worm compost. It's everything compost today. We are going to talk all about compost right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Are you ready to learn about compost, Batavia? I am, but how did how are you feeling? How Did you sleep okay last night? You look a little tired. I- I'm always tired. Yeah, That's just yeah. life. Is that it's, my, it's am getting, I projecting is the term, I think? Is it because I'm tired and I kind of see it in your face? Is that what's happening? No, okay. it's not that. It is the fact that I am tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so first things first, we were supposed to have a guest and there was a scheduling conflict. So we're going to, the show's going to go on, but we will have him back at a later date. T- TBD. So we still, we need to talk about compost because it's very important. And that's why I'm tired is because I was working on my compost. So this episode that you're listening to right now is basically real time, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. About as close as we can get. And it concludes the kind of um, mulch, soil, compost trifecta. Um, Ooh. Yeah. You like that, don't you? Hold on. Yeah, I do. Ding that bad boy. I'm telling you. Has Luna received his bill or not? Like this whole reach thing here, I'm just... uh, it's exhausting needing to know when the bell should be rang, <laughs> ringing the bell. So here, so for all of our lovely listeners, we start months ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> the happiness of hitting the bell and the privilege of hitting the bell. And now today we get the complaining of hitting the bell. Know, That's sad. I, know. <laughs> I so wish someone, sad. if anyone recalls, or if you come across the episode where like the origin of the bell, I remember us talking about like, ah, well, not you because you weren't pro bail, but thinking like, oh, I should totally like, you know, have something to ring here. And then I went on the, the glorious interweb and ordered one for like five bucks. And it's been, you know, history ever since. You've got your five bucks. I knew you, you are wearing it out. <laughs> Looking for replacement parts for the bail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need a we need a bell fixer. That's what we need. Now hiring on the backyard gardens crew, a bell fixer. <laughs> So, Batavia, do you do compost? I do. I do. I have been for the last, I don't know, I don't know a few years. I'm just going to call it. You, you use compost. That's it. Oh, oh so the question was, mm-hmm, do I do compost? <laughs> that thing that you do. I use compost. I use bagged compost that I purchase at a home improvement center. Right. So, this is where I'm going with this one. If you use compost that you purchase from a bag place, like a, a Home Depot or mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm. that, or if you buy it from a landscaping place, mm-hmm. are you really getting good quality compost? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a question, right? Yeah. It's the, so, same, it's the same way when you have to look at kind of quality of soil, which we mm-hmm. covered last week. Same idea of really kind of quality of mulch. 
we talked about different types of mulch a few weeks back, but I mean, anything could be kind of not what you're looking for. Right. Right. Well, and the thing is too, is like, if you go to a landscaping place and you go to buy compost, I've come to find out and I've talked to multiple people about Mm -hmm. this and basically you are just getting like composted, like wood chips and Mm -hmm. leaves and stuff like that, which Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with, but it's heavy on one side. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? It's not an evenly based Mm -hmm. compost. Yeah. So that's kind of the issue. Well, let's so let's have you start off with um, the dream composition of compost. Well, first I got to convince people to make their own podcast in the first five minutes of the show. So oh. give me a second to finish my thought. Oh, okay. All right. well. so, so the bag I mean, I'll compost. I'll be here. Go ahead. and just to quickly round it out is the bag compost is a little is a step above Mm -hmm. basically so um the dream compost i mean think about it it's everything mixed together Mm -hmm. so you're gonna have a lot of nitrogen a lot of carbon and you're gonna have that nice blend Mm -hmm. of humus compost so um you know you when you add your compost well, let me take it back. Why did you add, start adding compost to your garden? So is this still the, the thought or are you moving on and ignoring my question? I just want to make sure I understand. Oh, I thought I, well, what was your question? My yeah, bad. I, I, thought I wanted you to kind of break down the components of the ideal compost, like actual things. Like that goes in it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, kitchen scraps, you know, vegetable scraps, mm-hmm. plant scraps, um, garden cuttings, uh, brown leaves, um, wood chips of some sort, some kind of manure would be ideal to add in there. Um, some kind of animal bedding would be ideal, you know, eggshells, coffee grounds, um, you know, just a mixture of all that stuff. You don't want to go really heavy on one side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't want to have like, Oh, we, we just have lettuce, you know, composted lettuce, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it won't compost, but you know, it, you could barely get it, the ratio to have it compost and still have compost, but it would be very heavy on one nutrient. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I so. asked the question just to, to level set and create a baseline, but also to advise, I mean, you could, there's a possibility of not getting the best quality compost from anywhere, even the compost you make on your own. you damn um, right. So. I've done that. Yeah. Well. All right, I have so done that. Now to your question. <laughs> um, why did I start composting? I can remember the conversation like it was yesterday. There's like um, clouds and stuff over my head when I tell the story. You know how when people go back in time on television, that's mm-hmm. what we're doing here. Anyway, um, I have been gardening for a bunch of years and I was doing a bit more, you know, like exploring and doing different vegetables, moving some things around. I built some new beds. And I was talking to one of my girlfriends because... I had some starter plants that I put into one of my newer garden beds and I was sending her pictures like they just don't seem to be taken off. Right. And her comment back and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, was, you know, plants need dead things. Right. Things that were once Mm -hmm. alive. And you can use that very specifically or, you know, in general to grow. Right. You know, so they need that nutrients to be successful. And on one hand, it's like, but I've been successful for many, many years. Um, And at that time, I really wasn't aware of kind of like 
how much or how, you know, how much I was taken out of the soil and the idea that the soil may not have been as nutritious, nutritious as there may not have been nutrient dense. Yes. There may not have been as many nutrients in the soil. Yada, 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 yada. So anyway, she said, you know, why don't you try this compost? And she may have said, Hey, do you compost? And I'm like, Nope, because I'm afraid of mice, yada, yada, yada. So she's like, Why don't you try this? And so she recommended the brand I still use today. Um, Which is? <laughs> that pause is like, Well, dang, can I get the word out? Um, it is from Home Depot and it is called Moo Newer. It's M O O N U R E. Um, and, yeah, and, um, it is, it, you know, has cow manure in it, right. Yeah. Among other things. Um, and it's been, it's been good for the garden, I think. Um, yeah. and it's become one of my staples as far as kind is of, is that the I'm, yellow bag? No, it is white and purple, not to be confused okay. with the, there's a white and purple bag that, uh, is mushroom compost and they look yeah. very similar. So. Right. And so I'm not well versed in like mushroom compost and, you know, all these different kinds of compost. Mm -hmm. I'm well versed in over arc overall compost. Mm -hmm. And when I say well versed, it's kind of stretching a little bit, but I know enough to be dangerous. Let's put it that way. But to wrap Um, that up, I did see improvements. I mean, those uh, they were like pepper plants and things. They didn't just take off the next day, obviously, but I did see improvements in that bed later that year and the following year um, as I continue to add more compost to it. So, right. And so that's the big thing is you, you continually add the compost to Mm -hmm. it. So, um, and the, like the stuff that you got is mostly cow manure, if not purely manure, you know, so it's a little bit dense on that side. Now, that being said, I would use that right away. Like Mm -hmm. no questions asked. So, um, you know, when you make compost, you need to have a, a ratio of browns and greens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so greens are nitrogen. So that's anything green, anything um, that's alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Just okay. Right back to her point of you, you know you need something that exactly yeah, was once. And alive. coffee grounds are green, even though they're brown in color, they are green. Mm-hmm. Now your browns are your dead, dead leaves, sticks. Um, cardboard, you know, paper, mm-hmm. animal bedding, straw, all that is really good. You need to have more brown than you have green. Okay. And I think, and you can, man, you can look it up and the ratios can be all over the place. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I've seen two to one, six to one, eight to one, <laughs> 12 to one, like, mm-hmm. doom. Mm-hmm. And the browns are really hard to come by. Hmm. So in the summertime, they can be really hard to come by. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh huh. What'd you break? What'd you break? Everything is in place. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, you know, it can be really hard to come by. And that's really the trick is trying to like manage that part. Mm-hmm. So luckily we have Amazon and they give us nice boxes to yeah. use. So, um, and that's the benefit of, you know, and then growing with your own compost. It's kind of part of how, and this is going to be a key coming up. And this is all I'm going to say. I'm just going to drop this little tidbit and sustainability in your garden. Mm. Okay. That's the word for the year. Okay. Say again. Sustainability in the garden. (laughs) There we go. Are you requesting the bail now? (laughs) I did. That's that's my request. This should be more organic. That's really the way. Get it? You see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and the thing is, is you make the compost, it's stuff that's coming right out of your garden. Mm-hmm. You can put it back into your garden. Yeah. And that's really clutch. Yeah. So, Healthy um, plants. Yeah. Healthy, mm-hmm. only healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything diseased you want to get rid of. Yeah. I actually have a separate pile away that I put all that stuff yeah. if I don't burn it. But, um, so it takes time to make compost. You're not just going to turn around compost in a month though. So it mm-hmm. takes, it's a continuous thing. Time and you know space. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time and space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trick is, um, to have a big pile. Okay. That's the trick. You want it deep. Mm-hmm. So did you see on my Instagram the other day what I made? Yeah. So You're yeah, too, I took. Are you talking about my, the, the additional compost bin? Yeah. yeah, the mm-hmm. different bins I made. Mm-hmm. So I took a pallet. I took three pallets and I stood them up on their ends and screwed them together. And that's my compost bin. Mm-hmm. And one of them right now is two and a half feet deep. And when I take the top off of it, steam just comes right out yeah. of it. So you know that it's cooking. Yeah. And it didn't happen until it was over a foot deep, about 18 inches deep. And then it started to heat up. Okay. So, so when you talk about those measurements, that's when you say, okay, when it comes to the browns and how they may be hard to come by, which, you know, secret, I have been for, I don't know, maybe nine, 10 months saving coffee grounds for my K-cups. Yeah. And um, I actually have on my to-do list before the month is out. And we won't talk about whether or not this is going to be February or March, right? You know, we'll see when I get there. Um, but to break down a bunch of boxes that I've been saving and storing. Um, and the reality is, while I don't have it as a this year's goal, it just, it hurts my heart to toss that stuff out. Because I know that it's, you yeah. know, of good use. So, so are you going to use it? I don't know. I think we just went through the, I don't know if it's in this year's goal. <laughs> no, but I just have to keep asking. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm so and truth be I'm rooting for Batavia to start composting mm. something like I am rooting hard. So, yeah. you know, and my goal this year is to make all the compost I need for my garden. Mm-hmm. So I need to make about a yard, which is about a truckload of compost, oh, wow. a pickup truck, uh-huh. not a big dump truck, but a pickup truck. So yeah. that's what I need to try and make this year. Yeah. And so all the things that I said are going to be perfect for your compost. That's what I'm adding to my compost. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just, there's an art to it and it's not really hard. You can, there's two ways to do it. There's cold composting and then there's hot composting and cold composting is just setting it, everything down, building, 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 and then hot composting and letting it sit. And then hot composting is turning it constantly Mm -hmm. and really getting it to cook. And you'll get compost a lot faster that way. Yeah. Cold compost could be years in the making versus, you know. Hot compost may be in the upper end of months, right? Um, um years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot compost it takes and you know to get it done if I would see it's hard because I'm always adding yeah. but probably 6 7 months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that, so. Yeah, and for me and I've, you know, I've walked through it in my head and I could lean on, oh, I really don't have the best best space. Like it would take a bit to create the amount of compost that I would need for my garden. Like it would, let me finish. Wait a minute. No, I'm thinking about you. I'm, I'm visualizing, visualizing your backyard. That's why. Yeah. So, and also consider their front yard. Sorry. I had to say it. Um, but (laughs) I think that that's, that's one of the mistakes we make 
right? You know, the right. kind of going all in and saying, well, I need this much compost for all of my garden. I'm not in a position to make all of that compost, so I'm not going to do it. So that's that's not my pause. You know, my pause is quite literally, and we've talked about this before, my definitely fear of specifically mice you know so um i've walked through in my head i've researched online and i'm just not convinced that i can create a compost pile outdoors that would not draw them in um even with all of my stray cats not my personal stray cats i guess they couldn't be mine if they were stray but anyway yeah so you can make an enclosed system though okay and then they can't get in What's, what is that? What is an enclosed you system? You know those big plastic bins that you put in and you turn them? Mm-hmm. You can get one of those mm-hmm. and then the mice can get in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, there's definitely like 100% ways to do it. And I mean, I don't have mice. And I mean, I have all kinds of wildlife near me. Um, and with all the cats you have around you, mm-hmm. I bet you kind of, they'd be on top of the mice, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as long as you're turning it and you're putting the right stuff in there Mm -hmm. you don't really like I don't really have that issue now I mean I've had possums in there in the past but that was really when I was cold composting so things would just sit there and damn go out there at night and there'd be a a huge possum sitting in there just grubbing yeah so you know and we try now what I do is when I go to add stuff into my compost I take out the top layer Mm -hmm. I create a bowl in the middle and then I put everything inside and then I cover it back up and then I'm, I'm not getting any kind of, you know, wildlife whatsoever mm-hmm. around it. I mean, I might be getting mice, but I don't see them. Yeah. So, so you'll never you, see them. If you, yeah. <laughs> so if you are specifically in Chicago, composting, creating your own compost or in an urban area where you know that there are mice. <laughs> um, yeah. Please let me know if you have been able to successfully compost outdoors without mice now i don't yeah. i don't i don't want to hear i'm gonna be i don't want to hear the i think this would work like I, yeah. I need to know because my whole garden depends on it because if yeah. i do this and there is the trace of mice i'm burning the whole garden down and you don't want to be responsible for that so i ask no. you to come forward <laughs> look Come forward, please. Um, but with confidence. Um, so yeah. obviously so it is these... a desire just based on the things I've been accumulating, but um, there are not a lot of things that I'm definitely afraid of, but this is one of them. But you know, with the enclosed system, I don't think you'll have a problem at mm-hmm. all. And those make compost really fast mm-hmm. because they keep them warm and they're so easy to turn. I mean, it's got a crank on it. You turn it yeah. and it just tumbles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing is instead of making a big, huge pile, you're making smaller batches. Mm -hmm. So when you pull it out, you can put it down into a pile and nothing will get into it because it's literally nothing at this Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but did you hear my my PSA, my declaration? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I think you said, I think that it'll be fine, right? So, um, so yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, nothing can get in. But anyways, so adding compost to your garden... It doesn't just feed it. Mm-hmm. You're, are you aware of this? I don't know. You have to tell me the other side of it to for me to know. It adds drainage it. to your garden too. Oh, I never thought about that or realized that. Yeah, yeah, because it, it adds the organic matter back into it. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Oh, we want to, you know, we have a bunch of wood chips that we want in there, but we want it all like totally gone mm-hmm. when you put mm-hmm. it into your garden." And I was like, "Well." 
why would you want it to be totally, you know, decomposed when you can have a little bit of wood chip in there? It creates drainage, yeah. creates air pockets, and, you know, it'll continue to feed it for all that time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it adds, you know, the, the organic matter adds drainage. And it also, weirdly enough, adds um, uh, water retention, too. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think just from the consistency um, I don't want to say the texture, but the consistency of it, I can get it. I can get that. Um, the bag compost that I have doesn't have like not a a nth of wood chips. Um, yeah. My soil does. You know, I can see that. Yeah. Um, now your your compost you get just looks like dirt, right? Yeah, it looks like dirt and a bit of poop. Yeah. Yeah. I normally wear plastic gloves. Normally. Really. When I uh, yeah, it's visible poop. Well, I mean, it's. It's visible poop. <laughs> it's boo-boo. There's some yeah, boo-boo yeah, in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so being that, um, I think the avenue that we want to go with this is being that you kind of, you don't make compost. Mm-hmm. Why don't you fire off some questions, Batavia, mm-hmm. and see what we can kind of unfold in this? Yeah. Because for me to just go on and on about it, like, yeah. you know, I might miss something. Sure, sure. So, um, and thank you because um, it's not often you get to have like an ongoing conversation around right. this in particular or anything garden related. Um, so I think I want to start with before I go outdoors, right? Like I've seen a lot. Of <laughs> I've seen a lot of things online regarding um, kitchen compost. And I saw you in a recent video one of your vlogs i think it was like two saturdays ago where you i saw your pile in the kitchen which i know is a little Mm -hmm. bit different than what i'm asking right i know you're piling it up so you can take it outdoors but Mm -hmm. have you ever what do you know about what do you recommend is it really you know useful to create like have a a bucket in your kitchen and create compost there so compost inside yeah so um and we'll get into this a little bit later. I don't. I would not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people that do um, worm composting mm-hmm. under their kitchen sinks, mm-hmm. and um, I'm all set. <laughs> I, I'm all set. It's a little you know bit what I mean? freak. A little bit freaky. I don't mind worms at all, but I've only encountered them in the garden. <laughs> Have you only encountered one or two worms yeah, and good not point. 500 good worms? Point. Good point. Yeah. Like they're gross. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, though, like. There's a place for I just don't want that in my house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have a little bucket that I keep. And then when it gets full, and that's why it's a little bucket. Mm-hmm. When it gets full, we take it out. Okay. Okay. And so that's what that's all about. Yeah. So it doesn't smell or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So if And we not, keep it next to the cutting board so we can just dump it in real quick. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty okay with not kitchen composting, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I just would be able to kind of cross that off, right? Yeah, um, cross that off. Yeah. So, um, and I won't even ask if you guys are doing that to, to write into us, write your congressman. Um, no, in all seriousness. So now let's move on to outdoors, right? So yeah. it's my hope that I don't have to go from nothing to a big bin, right? Like you've created, or is that right. really it? Is it that leap? Right. Well, I mean, you have so to build it. So what's the compost setup, if you will? So beyond the, the structure that you were talking about that I would crank, what's the structure that I would build in my backyard? So I'm in the middle of the city. You're right? You've seen yeah. the front yard. You've seen the backyard. Help me understand how I get all of my spare wood together. Like, what does that look like? How big of a space do I need to try to allocate for that? Um, do I need to look at one of my mini garden beds and flip that into something like... 
Yeah, that's Where an interesting. That's a damn. That's an interesting question. So, I mean, the part the part is, and this is what's tough for you is you have to look and find somewhere where you kind of want it to, you know, be permanently, unless you get something that you can move, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I don't personally recommend. Yeah. And the way I've always looked at the compost pile is, it's it's just a part of the garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a a piece of the puzzle that has to be there. Yeah. You know, we've always done some kind of compost, and generally speaking, this is the first time that I've really done um, hot composting. So usually I've done cold composting because mm-hmm. I'm just straight lazy, mm-hmm. but I kind of I needed to make it and get a jump start. So this year I'm really doing hot composting. So you need, I would say, whatever the width of that um, those pallets are is a good area, and I would say it's about three by three feet. Mm, okay. So I have, let me challenge you with something specific. Um, I have a new mini bed that I created last year. And fortunately, the only thing that was paid for was the soil and compost, bad compost I put into it. So I repurposed kind of the framing of the bed. That space mm-hmm. is next to the cage baby. So it is mm-hmm. the same measurement when it comes to the width. It's actually two feet by four feet. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the next kind of two feet are basically it's approaching my garage. So it's the cage baby. Then it's this new mini bed. that's two by four. And then it's like a little walkway that's basically next to the garage. Would that be enough space if I were? Because remember, whatever I build is going to take away from that two by four. And that bed or that little space? The little space that's now a bed. If I converted that from a bed, garden bed to a compost bin. Is that what's enough the, space? What's the footprint of it? Two by four? Two by four, yeah. And Yeah, it, hell yeah. And it could, I mean, technically the cage baby is like six feet tall. Um, yeah, it would be a great space. The only thing you have to, you have to think about is <clears throat> you have to be able to contain it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. as it grows, you need to put something in to keep it so it doesn't spill out everywhere. Yeah. And you need to really keep it, you know, because you want somewhere where you have to get in there and turn it. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a perfect place. I mean, you've already kind of got a good footprint. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like you've the, the uh, structure is still there. Uh, the Yeah, I used um, one of those kind of plastic raised beds. And I just stacked it, you know, up yeah. and then put um, whatever the, the pins were down. So it's sturdy now, right? I can yeah. grow food in it. But I would instead pull that up. Again, it's, it was repurposed and probably right. use any amount of the spare wood that I have to build a different type of structure. Yeah. No, you could definitely do that. And I mean, the thing is with the compost, I mean, I use pallets, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever, they're totally free. Yeah. I mean, my compost bin, literally my two-sided compost bin cost me uh, six bucks. What do you mean two-sided? My, I have one container and then I have a whole nother one that I just added this oh, weekend. Okay, okay. Okay. And so that was $6 for that whole thing because the pallets are free. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to use pallets. Mm-hmm. You can go kind of whatever, but... You know, um, so yeah, you just do that. And then you, you really need to, at first, just kind of get a pile going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of leaves and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I would line it with like some sticks or something. Is there like, is it bare ground on the bottom? Yeah. That's the only space in the backyard that's in ground. So yeah. So you could go down there and dig maybe a foot down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on top of that. That's what I did on mine is I have... I've dug out like a bowl in it and then I put sticks and stuff in that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I put leaves and then I start putting my, um, all my compost stuff okay. on it. 
So, and that's where you can put your cardboard too, is go ahead and put it down there and, you know, you can spread that out yeah. too. That's so. torn cardboard, not whole pieces, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Okay. No, not whole pieces. Mm-hmm. Now you can put a whole piece on the bottom to kind of eliminate any weeds or anything, mm-hmm. obviously, because mm-hmm. it's just going to compost. And that, that cardboard will attract worms yeah. quick. Yeah. That's kind of the goal is to get worms. Yeah. I've accidentally, I stumbled upon that with covering some um, garden beds one fall with cardboard because I knew it'd be a while before I get out there in that spring and I didn't want to have to worry about weeds and you know pick yeah. it up that next spring or summer and it's like oh, loaded yeah 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 so, so any worries I mean, that's, any worries for ahead. that space being right next to a garden bed where I'm growing so for those who haven't seen the cage baby shame on you if you haven't gone to Instagram and saw it all right yeah. um, but it is three garden beds that are lined up along the fence of you know, fence I share with my neighbor and it is literally a cage, right? And it has kind of chicken wire, you know, the poultry wire is what encloses it. And so this um, mini bed that we're talking about that's next to it, if you're looking straight on, there is obviously the wood and then there's the wire, right? So if I were to build something, I would build something that um, would basically lay against the, um, the wire for the cage baby. The only thing that note would be obviously they're sharing the same soil underneath, right? Um, so the gar- final garden bed and then what potentially could be the new compost bin. So the half of the garden bed is going to take off. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, dude, you saw the butternut squash that grew out of yeah. my compost last yeah. year. Yeah, good point. I got 23 butternut <laughs> squash off it. You know, what I'm, I'm still eating it like it's crazy. So mm-hmm. and every year we always get a volunteer and every year I'm just like, hey, let's let it grow. See what happens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, no, it's there's nothing wrong with it being there. Now, the, the trick is, is just keeping it turned and staying on top of it mm-hmm. so that, you know, no animals do get into it. But and I know that's like your worst fear. Yeah. Are you turning but that? Are you turning it with like a pitchfork? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I use a pitchfork. Yeah. I was using a shovel and it was a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I take my wheelbarrow and um, I pull out the top layer and I'll put stuff in and then I'll kind of mix it up a little mm-hmm. bit and then mm-hmm. put it back. And then what that does is that shoots air down into it Yeah. because the composting is an aerobic function. So it has to have air mm-hmm. to feed it. So that's what that does is when every time you turn it, you're giving all the microbes and stuff like that. That's making it get hot. Mm-hmm. And when I say hot, I mean, it's literally over 100 degrees in the, inside the pile oh, wow. and it's breaking down. And then when you flip it, you're just injecting more air into it and then that'll keep it going. So if you put it into like a bin and you didn't ever turn it and you just kind of put stuff in a lot of times, especially if you use the wrong ratio of like browns and greens, Mm -hmm. you'll get like a slimy ooze Uh, and it'll smell really bad Uh and get really buggy. And that's when it smells bad, you need to add more browns to it. Okay. 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 So that's really the the key. So like I put a bunch of chicken manure on ours last year when we mucked out the coop Mm -hmm. and that shit smelled rough. Uh, And I went out there and I got a bunch of dead leaves and stuff and mixed on there and put it on there and it took the smell right away. Yeah. So the, um, there is one other space that's right next. Remember I said it's the cage baby, this two by four new mini bed. There's like a set of pavers that allow me to walk on that side. Then there's the garage. Mm -hmm. So there's still also that same fence. The cage baby is sitting you know, in front of that fence goes all the way back to the alley. So there's a small space in between that fence and the garage. So it's probably another, it's probably two feet wide. Right. Um, 
so much smaller, but I'm trying to envision how I would get in and turn. Now, the issue there is obviously all of this is along my neighbor's fence. Right. Um, and so I am conscious of things like smells and things like that. And I'm just wondering if that may be a little bit easier to get to in turn. If I wouldn't go all the way back to the length of the garage, but just a couple of feet in that would yeah. allow me to kind of build up. Um, I mean, there are a couple of options. I almost feel irresponsible not giving it a try because, you know, I have bags, literally bags of leaves as well. So yeah. I have all of the and components. And see, that's the thing. You have all the components mm-hmm. for it. I wouldn't do it in that little section. Okay. Because you're just, you're limiting yourself uh-huh. too much. And the problem in your area is whatever you do, you kind of need to make it look sightly. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And you do need to worry about it smelling. Mm-hmm. And so one thing, so one of the big components of the brown that we add into ours is in the form of the uh, chicken bedding, which is nothing more than like a wood shaving. Mm-hmm. So what about a garbage, like a garbage bin? Yeah, you can use a garbage bin. The problem I have with that is it's tough to, uh, to turn it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a garbage bin, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of people that do it. I'm just, I'm a big fan of actually having a pile Yeah. because it's easier to, you know, you get out there and you, there's going to be times where you just don't want to dump your compost pile, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, from the um, kitchen. So you go out there and you just dump it right on top and then you can come out and turn it and stuff like that. Yeah. Now with you in your area, if you have like, you know, mice or rats, God forbid you have mm-hmm. rats or, you know, anything like that, you might need to really be careful about like, don't just dump it on top. You might want to just kind of pull the top off and do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have, um, a bag of, um, frozen wood chips in my garage we were talking yeah. back many 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 months ago about whether or not my garage actually freezes totally it freezes i have like um watering cans that had water in it frozen but i had yeah. some black garbage bags that i had some wood chips from whenever my last wood chip haul was you know back last season and i was cleaning up the garage how about that uh-huh. And, uh and following that checklist i had to yeah right i had to take a breath when I opened the bag because of fear of what was inside of it. So I just, you know, I mean, it's, it's a reality. It's not, it's outside of my comfort zone when it comes to kind of being daring. I know it may sound simple, um, but you know, there it is. So I mean, I think I, I think I get the idea. I would love to learn how to do this and actually do it. um, But I I still have pause. It's, it's the fear of the unknown. And the other thing that I like about it is I know that, my garden is feeding itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, my yard yeah. is feeding itself. So come fall, like the biggest time for uh, the, to build up your compost piles in the fall, you're pulling all your plants out, mm-hmm, you're getting leaves mm-hmm. and you know, all that stuff. You're getting a lot of yeah. access to things. So you kind of make that big push. And then the, for the rest of the year, you're just kind of maintaining and you're still going to be adding, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And throughout the garden season, you'll be adding a lot too. Yeah. And I mean, I make it a point. And the reason why I like to have a big bin like I have is because when I go through and I harvest a bunch of stuff, I can take it and just chop it right over my bin and just drop it right in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like I pulled up some of my Brussels sprouts yesterday and just threw them right in there and they're just, they're going to be food for the garden. So let me ask you, you know? another question. Any specific notes regarding my climate? So I just mentioned literally everything outside is frozen um yeah. and anything i would put in a compost bin my thought is that it would freeze but you also right. talked about how hot those things can get yeah so i mean you want to keep it warm 
And the way to keep them warm is to really keep turning it and turning it and turning it. And then so like for you going up into the winter, I would get out there as much as I could and turn it. And I've, you know, and I actually think this is how um, I first communicated with Batavia for the very first time. And I told her, you know, put some black plastic over it. Mm-hmm. Over my Especially in the wintertime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because what it'll do is that black plastic will heat it. It'll keep it from freezing and then it'll continue to go. So then you can get out and turn it and stuff like that. Yeah. So there will be a point where it will totally freeze on top. Uh-huh. But I bet if you dug down in there, you would still be warmer inside. So there's people that heat entire greenhouses up to 70 degrees with compost. Okay. So let me ask, let me change directions because back to it. that... Um, Ah, you know, and based on the way the internet is set up, I could go back and reread those messages. I was kind of like, okay, thanks, dude. Um, It was me (laughs) collecting leaves a couple of seasons ago and putting them on my bed to kind of use them as mulch and put the garden to bed for the, you know, fall and up and coming winter. Um, And I remember you saying, you know, you should put some black plastic over it, which I didn't do. Um, But let's, let's. Most people don't. Yeah. Just because it's your advice or in general? No, no, yeah. just in general. Yeah. It's just like, eh. Yeah, it's like, yeah, one more step. You guys know how I feel about like extra steps. Yeah. But I do have kind of, obviously not for now, but going into 2021, 2022, kind of planning for after the season. What could I do compost wise, if anything, for my existing garden bed? So I have... Clearly, there are four beds that I probably wouldn't grow in over the winter, like over the winter. Could I do something with some of these things we're talking about with those beds? And obviously, I have a bunch of beds in the front, too. Like, how can I build that soil from a compost perspective kind of in place? Are you tracking with me? Yeah. So you want to you want to make compost in those beds or you just want to add to it? Uh, Let's start with making compost in those beds. Well, I mean, if you want to make, you know how to make compost now. So you have 438 garden beds. Mm -hmm. Do we need to go out and turn compost in all 438 of them? Mm -hmm. So the goal at that point is to add it to your beds. Now you've been adding it already and Mm -hmm. you, you, let me, you add it directly in when you plant, right? Um, I normally add it directly on top and then I take, you know, a shovel or a hoe or something and I just mix it in with the soil that's already there. So it's not like a layer of compost just sitting on top. Yeah. Okay. So what I do is I put a layer on top Mm -hmm. in the winter. So, and this year, like I, I made it quite clear in my, um, I think it's coming out this week, maybe next week. I actually make a whole vlog about Mm -hmm. me making my compost Mm -hmm. and, um, I, what I did last year is I went and got soil and added it to my garden set of compost and I really suffered from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of spurred me because I can't find compost here. Yeah. Nobody sells compost. So <clears throat> not around my area. So I have to make it. Yeah. And um, that's kind of what I did is I went through and I put three inches of compost on top of my entire bed. Mm-hmm. So and I do like no till. I'm just what I'm, well, I've always kind of no-tilled, but I'm really trying to practice no-till now. So I put, you know, the straw mulch or whatever on top in the beginning of winter. And then as it got colder, then I put the compost on top. So then it'll kind of sandwich. So it's like a a mulch on a mulch and the compost is acting kind of as a mulch Mm -hmm. and a soil amendment at the same time. Okay. And so all winter that will work through into your garden. uh But that's adding compost 
to it as a, an amendment right. almost. Like, what could I do if let's just let's make the argument of a bed number, you know, eight, right? You know, it's seven by four. It has soil in it. Like, how could I improve upon that bed and make compost? You know, I don't know. I, I mean, let's say that I, I was willing to sacrifice the bed for the full season, right? Am I literally just adding the components that we've talked about, the greens and the browns to that bed and turning it? Yeah, but it won't get deep enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So okay. you really need that pile. Yeah. You know, like you can't, you can't just take it like a, a handful of stuff. If you were like, a ninja master at compost <laughs> yeah, yeah. and take like browns and greens in your hand and sit there for weeks and just turn them all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you know, you need to get it deeper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there's things that happen. So like if you put it on the ground, this is one of the benefits of putting it on the ground. The worms will find it. Mm-hmm. You'll get different bugs in there. That'll start eating stuff and breaking it down. Cause we all know about worms, right? And the what poop. do they give us? Uh, Worm castings. Yeah. Right. And so they kind of they do the whole thing. They get involved in that process. So injecting some of that stuff like so what you can do is you can put some unfinished compost in your garden, mm-hmm. like closely f- to finished, but not quite in and let it continue to break down. Okay. But because it gets so cold where you are that it probably would become an issue where it wouldn't continue to break down as much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you might go out there and have like you know, a banana peel in your garden or something like, which isn't terrible, but it's just not what you're used to. Yeah. So how deep is deep enough then? I would go for two, two to three feet to make compost really, you know, at minimum. Like I said, mine didn't really start to cook until it was about 18 inches. And now that it's getting up there, it's really starting to cook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say taller than that or deeper than that. Okay. So no, that's, no, no. That's good to know. And then you talked about, um, Kind of the sliminess, too many greens. Kind of what are the yeah, other odors yeah. and stuff like that? Odors is for too many, um, not enough brown mm-hmm. added, which are again leaves, paper, um, straw, sticks, wood, stuff like that. Yeah. That's going to be your browns. So, what are another um, couple of um, kind of new composter mistakes? Um, is basically not adding and not turning mm-hmm. are really the biggest ones. And I mean, that not turning is not the end of the world again, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, <clears throat> so let me put it to you this way. In my garden, I have a compost pile and it's, it's starting to get fairly big, which is encouraging, but I'm never digging down to the bottom of it. Right. So when I put that other bin in last weekend, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to completely flip that pile. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dig every bit of it out and flip it because what's at the very bottom of that pile? That's the good stuff. Some good ass compost that's done. Uh You know what I mean? So I need to flip all that over onto the other side. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. You know what I mean? So you want to get down to it and get it in there. But you know, adding, not adding the browns and the greens because everybody can get greens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you eat vegetables. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and I think the other thing too, is if you're using manure, not letting it cook long enough with manure. Okay. Okay. So manure needs to be broken down pretty good. Okay. Um, I think that I'm kind of trying in my mind to say, well, these are potential issues that I would run into. Um, and I'm hoping I'm not doing it, you know, again, to deter myself. Um, but I kind of look at this and say how, I mean, again, going back to the, did you compost when you were in new England? Yeah, I did. Okay. 
right, yeah, I've always done it. So, I mean, we had good compost up there too. And I had a shitty compost pile, <laughs> like straight up. It wasn't, you know, I didn't put any effort into it. I just throw stuff out there. I'd turn it maybe three times a year. Yeah. And I never actually used too much of it, but it was always just... You know, it's part of like cutting down on waste. Yeah, too, yeah, absolutely, know? absolutely. And that was the big thing because you put this stuff into the dump, it's still going to, you know, it's just wasted. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's really, and there's a lot of people, I know people that compost now for no reason. They just compost. Mm-hmm. Like they you don't know, have a garden to add it to. So have you, have you seen, and you've, I think maybe you've hinted at this, have you seen people that are um, planting and only compost? Um, I've done it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've done it as long as it's broken down really good. Yeah. It's not an issue. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because you want it to be cooked. Yeah. You want to make or sure else... you don't have too, it's, if it's too heavy in nitrogen, we've seen, what does that produce? Like too many leafy greens and not enough. Yeah. 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 So it won't be, you know, it won't be really strong. Mm-hmm. And that's why I add it in the winter mm-hmm. to my garden. So it can just kind of sit there and continue to go and yeah. work its way down and, you know, all that stuff. But yeah. So some of the pros for me, when I think about the possibility, right, um, it's really, really huge, probably more so than the idea of feeding my garden, but it's the cutting back on waste, like yeah. knowing that, you know, some of the things that I grew and maybe didn't get to a chance to harvest, you know, before it went bad or when I say went bad, like, you know, bolted or something, um, it gives me some comfort to know that, oh, wait, that's still going to air quote feed the garden right right so that makes me happy you know it kind of makes my garden heart sing um and you know it's kind of getting kind of twice from your money right so you've right. purchased some of these things even if you purchased a package from amazon you still i mean the box came but it's a part of the purchase so you pay for that you know right. um it's a way to kind of get twice the money out of that twice the benefit out of it so i mean i honestly i don't have any any apprehension about it when it comes to the value it adds right there's no pause around that um i'm gonna i'm gonna think some more on it you know obviously again i've been building the pieces um i do like that you commented on the depth of it because in my mind it's kind of like i'm like can i use a five gallon bucket to create compost and yes you can uh, and we're gonna get into that in a minute okay all all right yeah so you just and i mean literally you have a legit fear Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you have a fear and fear is hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're like, I'm scared. I'm going to make compost and love it. Like there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind, Batavia, that you're not like, I, I want comp- compost in my garden mm-hmm. and I would love to make it. Mm-hmm. You have a legit fear. True that. So, and I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, have you thought about making worm compost? I, not as much as I have um, kind of the full on compost. So tell me more about Worm composting. So, um, there's a whole word behind it. I don't know what it is, but worm composting for, you know, my ignorant self, it's, you know, using worms to make compost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, I have not done, I mean, obviously I have worms making compost, but I'm not, I don't have like a wormery farm or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the first time I saw one, um, the lady had it in this metal container Mm -hmm. And I went out there and it was disgusting. She had done it wrong. Mm -hmm. And it was like just all these juices and worms and it was like filthy and stunk. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, there's bugs everywhere and maggots and all Ah, kinds of stuff. ah, And I was like, stop it, stop it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so for 20 years, I didn't want nothing to do with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, moving forward, I've looked into it now and I'm going to be making one and there's going to be a vlog about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, making it out of a five gallon bucket, mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. five gallon buckets. So the way I'm going to do it and, you know, I might not do a five, I might do a little bit more than that. So, well, let me first tell you the benefit. The benefit is you have the worms breaking it down. It's in a clo- enclosed system. Yeah. And then you can get the worm castings and worm tea out of it. Okay. Which, as we all know, is very important, you know, and that's part of what the compost pile does anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this will just give it to you directly. More synthesized. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're, there's nothing broken down or anything like that. It's not mixed. And you know, like, this is how much worm castings I have mm-hmm. versus my compost pile. Like, I don't know. So okay. it's a it's a five gallon bucket. One bucket has holes drilled in it. You basically yeah. get put newspaper, worms, food, and you just let them go in there and eat. So you have to start you with some I mean? worms. I I've, I think I've seen this with like one of those you, storage containers, store like Tupperware type storage containers. Yeah, yeah, with holes yeah, drilled in can, the lids. You can do it with um, who's the guy like Jim's Worm Farm or something? Mm-hmm. If you look up Red Wiggler Worms. He's he's a guy that comes up. Okay, okay. You know, and I, I watched a um, a rather large YouTuber the other day doing something about this, and I'm not gonna say who it was, but I want to call bullshit on it because, <laughs> well, the thing is, he's you know he makes it and then he feeds them, and then he's like, well, I take all of it and you know I'm gonna ground all the food up and make like a smoothie for him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, bro, they're worms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't need that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, nature doesn't give you smoothies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not how this works, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, I'm sure it worked fine. It's just that extra step. Yeah. And if I watched that, I would be like, I'm not I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to take all my scraps and make a smoothie to feed to some worms, mm-hmm. you know? So, but that's, you know, that's another thing that you can do. And I think that you would actually enjoy that because you would have your... um. You can have coffee and stuff like that. You can put in there and it's real small Mm -hmm. and then they can continue to kind of make it and turn it up and stuff like that. So that's something that you might want to try as well. Okay. I'm looking at there's literally a limousine outside of my home in my front of my house and someone ringing the doorbell and clearly they have the wrong house. Unless (laughs) you send a limousine for me. No, negative. (laughs) Did you did you say you're going to make a compost pile? I did not say that. You did. No, then no, it's not okay. for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think you'll figure it out, hopefully. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's interesting to think about, you know, there's all these different ways to make compost. So you have hot, cold, and mm-hmm. worm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, those are the main ones that I would and worry about. And as small about, so. as, you know, five gallon, seven gallon, 10 gallon buckets as large for worm casting yeah. compost or worm castings. And then as... I guess even as small as like, what did you, you originally said like a three by three foot space would be yeah. ideal. I um, think my first one was like two by two. And I mean, it was, just, I just cold compost. Like I just threw stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Didn't even add anything brown to it, you know? And I think, you know, part of the brown that I would add would be like when I had potted plants, I would dump that in there. Yeah. And that's brown. Yeah. You know, I'd put that earth onto it. So. I like the idea of cold composting, as you probably already figured out, just from the yeah. idea of like, just, you know, set it and forget it. I like it until I needed it. <laughs> and yeah. And then yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, and then you're like, well, I can't, 
I can't do anything. It's just sitting here. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why I started turning mine and, you know, it's been a kind of a pain in the ass, but in the wintertime, it's not bad. But in the summertime, I don't know. It's going to be hard for me to go out there on a hundred degree day and turn. Oh, that reminds me. Piles. I wanted to ask you, like you, you talked about it. You said like, you know, you turned it three times a year and I have seen people talk about, you know, make sure you turn it. Like what's the big deal? Like it, it, why does it seem like it's a big deal or it's hard to do this? It's just another chore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the bigger your pile gets, you want to turn most of the pile. Okay. So just think about if you have this huge pile, then you got to turn it. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm, and that's why I put mm-hmm. that other bin over there, because then I can just start, you know, oh, dumping that over. over. Yeah. OK. Just, okay. you know, I can pull it out and move it over versus like I pull. What I've been doing is I've been pulling a wheelbarrow load out. And then when I get the wheelbarrow load out, which is the top portion, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I get in there and then I turn that and then I add that back. And it's just kind of a pain. You know what I mean? But once I started seeing steam come out of it, that was a game changer. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm good. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and I mean, I'd use some of the compost when it was cold composting, but it just takes so long. And with us adding chicken manure in and you really do need to cook it, mm-hmm. you know, it's a versus, you know, it's eight months versus two to three years before you can use it. Like mm-hmm. I would rather turn it, you know, so for people that may have like, you know, kind of a lot of space that they're really not using. I imagine some of those folks probably have a hot pile and a cold pile. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I have. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a hot pile and a cold pile. Mm -hmm. So done and almost done. Yeah. You know, and and then on on top of that, right next to it, I have a big pile of sticks and stuff that I just made years ago. And it's funny that you say it because, you know, basically it's cold composting Mm -hmm. and I've seen it drop, you know, it's starting to break down at the bottom. I tried to turn it and it was, I was like, let me see what's in the bottom of this thing. And it was too much of a pain in the ass. I couldn't turn it. (laughs) So what are you, so what do you think about compost now? I really feel like it's one more level of gardening that I want to learn. And what I'm pretty sure about when it comes to gardening, most times it takes you like years to really get good at that thing. Yeah. So, and that's not a, that's not an issue for me. I get it. Right. So the longer I push off doing it, the longer I push off, like really getting it and understanding it. Right. Excuse me. Um, so I, I feel like, I feel like I need to start small. I feel like I just need the the small win and it may be with worm castings. Um, I feel like I absolutely, even in kind of the middle of a big city, with a pretty small lot, I have the space. I can make the space for it, right? Yeah. I think it's revolutionary in a big city to be making a compost pile. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I I think it's a very unpopular thing. And I agree with you. I think think it is important, and I think it is, you know, I think it seems next level, but the whole thing is, like, it takes so long to make it that, Mm -hmm. like, by the time you make it, you're like, okay, Mm -hmm, you know. mm You know, cold composting. Okay. Yeah. So like if you were to invest on the turning one, you know, and I can send you some links afterwards or I'll put a link in the show notes actually about one. Okay, good. Um, and then that will help because, you know, as you turn it, it's totally enclosed. Nothing can get in. And I think that's really, you know, what you can do. And then you can take like a, and put another bin next to it, mm-hmm. a small bin, mm-hmm. and then you can just dump it 
and then you just have cooked yeah. compost ready. There is so you one, can always do that too. There is one other option when I think about it, and it's the space that's, and uh, this is probably some Instagram video from more than a year ago, but there's a space directly um, in the back of my garage, right? So it's mm-hmm. across the alley, which you know how big alleys are. Well, maybe you don't in Chicago, but you know, across the alley, there was a house there that has been torn down. So the lot is, you know, just a lot. And there is interestingly enough, a fence there from where the home used to be. And I don't know if I had to guess, maybe it's three feet uh, wide, but it's as long as like, you know, I don't know, seven, eight, nine feet or whatever. Um, And I've thought about making it like a really super duper cheap garden bed and planting some flowers, right? Like dropping some seeds and planting some flowers there. It's not my property, right? You know, so there's Mm -hmm. that. And I'm very um, conservative when it comes to kind of following those guidelines. Like don't go building shit on somebody else's property. Yeah, Um, you can't squat on it. Yeah, yeah. But, But this is technically the alley, right? So this is just a dirt spot where the alley is. Um, and it'd be interesting if I were able to construct something pretty small that basically I'm dumping things into. And the fear of having mice in that space is a little, it's a little bit more appealing of if they're, they're going to come mice, they're going to be there, you know, even though it's directly across from the alley. So it's a consideration. It's you know, not most ideal, but something to think about. I, th- I think if you don't tend it, you're going to be overrun with mice no matter where it is out there, where you are. I think that's just kind of how that's going to be. Like if you put it there, I think what the problem would be is it would attract mice mm-hmm. if it wasn't tended mm-hmm. and turned a lot. And then the mice would migrate from there to uh, your garden. Okay, so let's move on. Because um, that alone. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's you know, but what that does is that it stresses the importance of like tending it mm-hmm, and turning mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I have the same thing. Like fire ants are trying to make a home in mine. Yeah. So, and one way to deter them is just like constantly mm-hmm. just turn it and stab it and turn it and yeah. you know make it so it's just an inhospitable place for them. Yeah, there's. I mean, I'm gonna be completely transparent. There is a a part of me that says, you know your next home is a space for it, right? Because at this point, I don't want to make gardening stressful. And it is a little bit stressful thinking about it. Again, dry because of the mice tied directly to the fear, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know what? This bad compost is working, you know? I've actually- If I were you, mm-hmm. I would just do the um, the enclosed one. Mm-hmm. I would, mm-hmm. with 100% confidence, say you're fine to get one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's All what right. I would tell you. And I think that you would- and. And just based on the way you use compost, I think that would work good for you too, because mm-hmm. you're just, you know, you're mostly adding it into the hole when you're planting yeah. and stuff like that. Well, so not I think, really. I keep, I think you keep on walking me into that. I'm literally covering the entire length and width of the bed with compost. I thought for some reason I have it stuck in my head. That's I don't know. You've you mentioned it a couple of times. What I did tell you sometime back was when, before I even used compost, I would dig a hole, put fresh dirt fresh soil yeah. in that hole and then plant. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. That's all, so, all good, man. Cause I, cause what I do is I buy a bag of compost every year mm-hmm. and then as I plant, I do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tote the bag with me yeah. Yeah. because my compost is never really done. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. it's so hard to get to. <laughs> yeah. So this year, that's why I want to turn my whole pile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I can get some of the stuff off top and try that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's definitely but some next I level know. stuff. Even, even removing the fear, I think it's like a next level. You talked about sustainability, right? You know, yeah. being a buzzword uh, for the season, for the year. I think it totally is. You know, it's again one more layer of gardening, if you will. No pun intended. It is, you know? and it's and it's diversifying your garden too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's 
it's cool that you can go and you can buy, and I'm not talking to you, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I understand where you're coming from, but you can go and you can buy a bag of compost. But when you start making it and when you realize how much of a precious commodity it really is, and I mean, everybody that you talk to that has a successful garden, what's the one thing that they all, everybody adds the one thing? Compost. Compost. Yeah. Everybody adds a certain kind of fertilizer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or does this or that, but not everybody, but everybody adds compost. Yeah. yeah. So that shows you the importance of it. Yeah. You know, and if you live in a lot of cities actually give it away, mm-hmm. you know, now when they give it away, most of it is that rotted wood compost yeah. and stuff like that. But you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. And I've told this story before on this exact show and I'm going to tell it again. My parents got free compost every year. Mm-hmm. And they added it. I, I talked to my mom about this last week. <laughs> okay. They added it for years just because that's what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They didn't even plant anything. Mm-hmm. And then when they took and they pulled up their front yard and made a garden, everything grew like wildfire. And this compost was nothing but leaves and horse manure mm, because there was big horse yeah, barns yeah. Oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, I remember this now. And so she called it mutant soil for years. She's like, we just have this mutant soil that everything grows in it. <laughs> uh-huh. And what it was is they were adding compost every single year to it, like clockwork. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know. They just knew like, hey, you're supposed to do it like an old wives tale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, and adding mulch and stuff like that. And I mean, nobody else in the area could get anything to grow. And they always had a full, bountiful garden mm. every year. That's why Never green, put a bit of fertilizer on it or anything. That's why green thumbs really don't exist. You know, sometimes we that's stumble right. into those things. Yeah. And I mean, she literally, one week ago, she was like, yeah, it was just that mutant soil we had out there. Nobody else had it. And I'm like, damn, mom, you, what, you made that. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was just, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Compost is a beautiful thing. It's ugly, mm-hmm. but it doesn't smell either. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, it doesn't mm-hmm. smell. Yeah. I can take the smell, so, but yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, can ta- I can't take rotten food smells uh, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, But that I'll also, again, is a consideration quick. as to, you know, kind of how close your neighbors are to your property too, you know, because, you know, I'm always yeah. trying to be considerate. Well, and you should be. And I mean, I try to be considerate. Mm-hmm. Hell, I don't want to sit out there and smell it. So mm-hmm, why the hell mm-hmm. would you want to if you have not anything involved with yeah. it? So Which is a great... And that's just getting that ratio right yeah it's a great um kind of leading in an expectation because a a lot of us are talking about wanting to enjoy our garden space you know wanting to be out in the garden space and again you don't want to add anything quite literally you know that's gonna you know prevent you from doing that so so if you do your if you do your compost pile right you should be able to set a lawn chair up next to it and go lay out in the lawn chair and not smell it Okay. That's how it should be. Yeah, talk okay. about a big measuring stick there. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and cause so like last year when we added all that manure to it, mm-hmm. all the chicken manure, mm-hmm. we mucked out the coop. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we didn't have any browns available to add to it, but now we do. And I've started using stuff. And like I was telling you, you can get packs of animal bedding, mm-hmm. which is finely shaven wood. Yeah. Yeah. You can get that for like 10 bucks at like a store, like a big bag of it. And you could just keep that around and add a handful in whenever you put stuff in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then that will help with that too. So, you know. Okay. Well, I, um, I mean, I I feel good about it. You know, obviously do as I say and not as I do. If you have the uh, area to do it in, 
um, I say go for it. I mean, I think it's, you know, we talked about how canning is that next level. We talked about, you know, water bath canning versus pressure canning. We talked about obviously, you know, making designing meals around your garden harvest, right? You know, like those things, I know those things are taking your garden life to a different level. And I think for sure, composting is absolutely one of those, like creating compost. Um, if you're not using compost already, you know, and it isn't expensive, you have to buy it, you know. So if you can put that into your garden budget, I absolutely encourage that as a step. Um, but I'm rooting for you all. That's all I'll say. We'll we'll let I'm you know. I'm rooting for you. We'll let you know if um yeah I take those steps. So yeah, there. I let, think let's you, say you it know. this way: it will happen. It's just a question of the when. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I have faith. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, the bug has bitten you. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, if you were just like, I don't feel like making compost, yeah. Yeah. then I'd be like, Batavia, you know, being on the Backyard Gardens podcast and, you know, being part of this whole thing, maybe you should reevaluate that. <laughs> but having like a legit mm-hmm. fear, like I get it. Yeah. I think it's a little irrational, but most mm-hmm. fear is irrational. Mm-hmm. So I welcome that. <laughs> <laughs> and and my, if I said that to my wife, she'd be like, don't call me irrational. I'm like, I'm not calling you irrational. I'm calling the fear yeah. irrational. Well, I, but... I just don't agree with you, but I'm okay with moving on from that. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, if I found a rat in my house, I'd move. Mm, I just can't. I just can't. I just want to move on yeah. from this subject now because there's far too many. If we had a bell ring every time that mice or rats were mentioned. Ugh. Yeah, that's part of today. Yeah. So, um. Well, look, now that we've, we're done talking about mice and rats, why don't we go directly into <laughs> the recipe of the day? Yum. Okay, true to my style, I'm going to give you a soup recipe towards the end of soup season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a Mediterranean inspired white bean soup that we made um, not too long ago. And so one of the things I like about soup is basically everything you put in it, you can grow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. 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 And this isn't anything different. So um, we want to get white beans. You can use dried or you can use a can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to use dried beans. So we take our beans and we are, we're always soaking in our house. We, we ABS, we always be soaking. <laughs> so we're soaking beans, um, you know, the night before or early that morning, cook them down. And then we have onions and carrots. Mm-hmm. And then you can really just like, and I like to say with any soup, you can really play with the recipe a little bit, you know, add different vegetables and whatnot. I like to add mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. Um, this one, we added mushrooms and kale to okay. this one. Okay. So we saute the onions, we saute the carrots, and then we add garlic, um, three cloves of garlic mm-hmm. to it, and then the beans. And then we add in um, dill and black pepper and thyme. That's it. I'm surprised by the and then dill. You are, yeah, mm-hmm. I was surprised by the dill too. Um, I did not invent this recipe, by the way, so let's not trip. <laughs> and then, and then you add. Um, um, 
I'm having a, a blank. Vegetable broth. Okay. Six cups of bre- vegetable broth. One can of tomatoes. You can do your diced tomatoes that you can. Mm-hmm. And then you stir it and you um, you cook it for about, as long as the beans are cooked and ready, you can cook it for about 45 minutes mm-hmm. maybe. You just want to get everything nice. and You want to get those carrots nice and soft. Yeah. You don't, Nobody wants to eat soup with a crunchy yeah, carrot. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you're done, you top it with a Parmesan cheese. Oh, okay. I can dig that with the yeah. white bean piece. Yeah, it adds a little bit of a, it. Actually, adds a little bit of a texture. Mm-hmm. It thickens it up a little bit, but it also gives it that nice little punch. Mm-hmm. So, and that's really about it. It's pretty simple. Yeah, one of the things I love about soups are generally it's a one pot deal. And yeah, um, once you've done that initial prep work of if you're sautéing things, like I can cook from the kitchen, which I'm a big fan of. Excuse yeah. me, I can cook from the uh, living room. Like once I have, once that pot's on and it's simmering, you know, I can walk away. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I like it too. But what's the, is, where's the Mediterranean influence piece? The time? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It said Mediterranean and I said Mediterranean. That's right, what I'm going go for. Yeah. 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 I, um, for me, soup season can go all the way through April, just so you know. I try and stretch it. I'm we're coming to the end of it mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. You know, we did two soups last week and I I could tell I looked in my family's eyes and they're like, <laughs> let's be done. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. we eat, I like a lot of soups and it, they're just so easy. Yeah. You also reminded you know? me that I went to the grocery store yesterday and forgot to add mushrooms to my list. And so in turn, I didn't get mushrooms, but I got like six other things that weren't on my list. But that's a different story. You know what? I'm not going to be adding mushrooms to my list this year, hopefully. Oh, is this I'm a reveal? I'm going to be growing mushrooms. Uh, I'm actually, that's probably one of the most things, I'm most excited about that for your garden this year. I feel like that's next level. Like, it's like alien stuff. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't even want to really research where the mushrooms that I'm getting from the grocery store come from. Like, I just want to pretend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to be growing um oyster mushrooms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are expensive. And wine caps. When you yeah, buy them from and the wine store. Caps. Yeah. Yeah, well we can't even buy them from the store here. Mm. And so the wine caps apparently can get as big as dinner plates. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I'm like whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. Where where are yeah. you guys? Where are you where's the where's the space for it? Are you carving out a new space um, or You have to watch the vlog. All right. No, no it's um I did this whole look for it and we found, um, I think I'm just going to put it out by the wild garden. Okay. I really, I mean, I, I spent a good portion of a day walking through the woods, trying to find a good place. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that really when it comes down to it, like why make it something crazy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just couldn't find anywhere that really just settled. So yeah. Well, once the season you know, gets, go ahead. Once the no, season kicks off and once you get, you know, closer to the grow because it it's a season it can grow in one season right i think so okay i'm still reading about right, it yeah. i mean you know it's one of those things where like i wanted to grow asparagus mm-hmm. but i knew you didn't get a harvest for two years so i never planted it mm-hmm. and now i'm like three years later i could be harvesting it oh uh, yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah. so it's like i've decided that like i'm gonna take i'm gonna step up you know what i mean i'm gonna step up and do this the way it's supposed to be done so you know <laughs> and, and i'm not really what go ahead no i was just thinking you know like i've because again this isn't my forever home i've always thought you know i'll plant asparagus once i get to that next space just based on how long lasting you know they are and i'm okay with the you know at this point based on my garden beds i'm okay with waiting a couple of years but then i just 
every day I think about, oh, I could put X in this space. That's the reason why my freaking spring garden plan isn't finalized yet. Like I keep yeah. on thinking about, oh, that'd be good in that space. So instead of that compost bin, I think that would be a nice kind of contained small area for asparagus. Cause I mean, I don't want to grow mountains of it, but yeah, I mean, we eat so much asparagus. I don't think we could grow enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's know, so expensive here. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the whole thing. You know, it's starting to realize like how much we grow and how much we eat. Mm-hmm. You know, and does it really how much add up? You, well, but then there's also the balance of what you don't eat based on availability and or cost. Like the things right. that you would really enjoy eating more of, but you basically kind of carve them out of your diet. We talked about this with me with just peppers, you know, like regular sweet peppers. Um, yeah. How Why few, would you buy them? They're expensive. I'm telling you, man. It's like, so I'm going to take a third mortgage out. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, it's like, you know, you have your mushrooms. Um, you know, I would never buy oyster mushrooms because when I have seen them in the store, mm-hmm. they don't come often. But when they are there, they're very expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. You know, I would get your regular white button mushrooms yep. that everybody gets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do taste different. Yeah. There's different flavors. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. So. All right. I'm not a big Portobello fan. They're too expensive. Yeah, they are. They are probably the next level expensive as well. But I mean, I think it also is a balance with how many you're purchasing. Right. So I, I can splurge on things like that. You know, because most times it's just dinner for one. You know, yeah. but when you're thinking about a family of three or four or five, then. And you can't make, you know, a, a regular part of your meal. Like splurging is one thing, but mm-hmm. you can't just continuously make mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. I'm going to eat portobello's every night, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. All right, everybody. We gave you a good recipe. I hope you got something out of compost. It's not as complicated mm-hmm. as it sounds. Well, actually... Don't ask me, ask Batavia. Is it as complicated as it sounds? So good question. It is not. Um, and I have initially had pause around it because I thought it was super complicated. And over the years, it felt like it was being demystified. But it's nice to kind of have this, you know, we spend an hour talking about this and there's a game plan. Right. You yeah. know, you could read all kinds of shit, but it's like, OK, step me through this. So, yeah, um, it's probably well, easier than some of the other stuff I'm doing in the garden. Truth be told. There you go. So, so there you go. Batavia got to walk through. You got to walk through. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Hit us up. Sign up for the giveaway. Do that extra entry. Everybody have fun. Be safe. Stay strong. Wear a mask. And until next time. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.